Hello and welcome back to the Ascent Cycling Podcast for today's daily recap of the Tour de France stage 13 today between Nîmes and Carcassonne, a sprint stage um, that had the potential to see a breakaway win like yesterday, however, the peloton this time decided against it. As you can see, I'm on my own today, no Joe, and there won't be Joe any, uh, not anymore. There won't be Joe tomorrow either, as uh, the man is in London to uh, well, enjoy the Euros. So fair play to him. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be maybe a slightly quicker. Um, there wasn't that much things as well to, to talk. We did have uh, a breakaway attempt at the start. Uh, just like yesterday, you had all of the sprinting teams having someone up front. I believe Kasper Asgen was there yet again for the kind of quick step. Uh, but Trek, one of the teams uh, that had no one up front, decided to, uh, to chase them back and um, yeah, everyone went back in together. And then you had yet another breakaway with Sean Bennett, Pierre Latour and Omer Goldstein. Uh, who would then on to take the 20 points at the intermediate sprint sprint in which Mark Evenich would lose a couple of points uh, on Sonny Colbrelli and Michael Matthews but then yeah um, it was quite a straightforward stage until I think kilometer 50 60 uh, where we had a huge huge crash a lot of riders have been caught in the incident some falling into a ditch um, I believe like 30, 35 riders go up in the same case, Bol, Nasser Boigny, Tim de Klerk, Stefan Kung, Zoran Kraft Anderson, who was already feeling um, quite, quite weak uh, after the, um, the double vent stage on which he made the time cut by three seconds. He fell today. Uh, Rafa Maika, I think, worked pulse as well from the Polkadot jersey. Um, but mainly, we had two riders withdrawing following that crash. Roger Kluge. And Simon Yates, who tries to go back on his bike, but I think he just couldn't crack it. Uh, so first alpha back exchange, the second alpha back exchange would come in 10 kilometers after with Lucas Hamilton as well, withdrawing from the Tour de France. So three withdrawals, I believe, today. Um, and just a very, very tough Tour de France for most of the riders there in back exchange. Um, because I believe just after the abandon of Lucas Hamilton, Sergio Nau did crash. Without consequences though, uh, but with 20k to go, Peloton uh, brought back the breakaway with Quentin Pache, I believe being the uh, sole rider up front. Van Aert tried to go for a little move uh, as the Peloton tried to make some echelons happen. However, uh, well, it didn't and we ended up having a mass sprint. Uh, final 5k were quite tricky. De Canon cleared out quite early. I think Max Valscheid as well was there, uh, which was somewhat odd because I didn't expect him to be this early um, in the early positions as if, I mean, he's, he's a sprinter, no, a leader, man. Um, but De Kong took the lead, no team de Klerk as he had fallen behind, uh, but you had Mattia Catano, Ballerini, Michael Morcao, and Mark Cavendish. It looked to be a procession, uh, but then in the final corner, final left-hander, I believe, DSM went and took the lead of the peloton for case ball. Nasser Boni slot himself in the wheel of Michael Morcao, and well, the Kunang stood up, so they had Davide Baroni uh, create a bit of a, um, of a gap that Ivan Garza Gordina bridged. Mikel Morka launched a sprint. Mark Evenish launched a sprint. Jasper Philipson launched a sprint. Jasper Philipson had n- just, was just not strong enough today to try and overtake the Manx Missile, who on the line jumps Mikel Morka to make it a 1 2 for the Kunang quick step, a win of Mark Evenish ahead of Mikel Morka, Jasper Philipson, Ivan Garza Gordina in P5. For Danny Van Poppel, but mainly today in Carcassonne, Mark marks the history as he gets a 34th win and equals Eddie Merckx. I mean, I'm recording this straight after the finish, so I haven't listened to the post-race interview 
But if he says that he doesn't want to hear the name to any commentator now, I'm, I'm gonna slap him so much that he will go back to 33 wins. Wrapping up the top 10, we've got Alex Aramburu from Arsenal Permite getting P6, I believe his best result on the Tour de France for what has been quite an underwhelming tour for uh, Arsenal as a whole if we uh, forget Alex Lutsenko. Christophe Lavort gets P7, André Greipel in 8, Magnus Kurt Nielsen, the uh, latest winner in Carcassonne in 2019-2018, gets in P9 with Jasper Stoven in P10. Nasser Boni, who was very well placed, finishes in P11, and Kisbol, who had, well, his team launching him at a very good position, ends up in P19, just behind Davide Ballarini, who had made the, the uh, first gap. But yeah, overall, 1-2 for De Koenig. Mark Evenich gets another 50 points for the sprint classification. Mikel Morka prevents more sprinters from getting points, meaning that with seven, seven stages, eight, eight stages left in this Tour de France, Mark Evenich is currently 101 points ahead of Michael Matthews. The green jersey has never been this close to coming home with Mark Cavendish. I mean, the story would be so unreal. The story would be so, so, so fucking unreal. Meaning that 10 years after his first green jersey, Mark would add a second one. I can't think of many riders who, who won a, a points jersey with an interval of 10 years, or any distinctive jerseys within 10 years, except like white jersey and yellow potentially. But that's kind of mad. That's kind of mad. Mark Evanish is truly back, you know. When it comes to tomorrow's stage, we do have a hilly towards mountainy stage between Carcassonne and Kion. Um, Kion, for the first time in their history, having the uh, arrival of a Tour de France stage, I believe they were an intimate sprint a couple of years ago uh, on, on the Tour. But quite a, an accidented profile. We'll start with the Col du Bac, uh, a third cat, then the Col de Montségur, 4 kilometers at an average of 8%. Col de la Croix des Morts, 7 km average of 6, then Col de Gélinag, 2.2 average of 8, and finally, uh, I believe 17 km from the end, the Col de Saint-Louis, 5 km, an average gradient of 7, with bonus seconds at its summit, not that they really matter right now, uh, because, I mean, we, we kind of know who, who's going to win the Tour de France, technically. Um, but yeah, 184 km tomorrow, the weather should not be too, uh, too difficult, um, maybe a bit warmer, than it's been in the past couple of days, which is absolutely perfect, except for Tadej Pogacar, who it's warm weather. Um, but I believe that uh, we're going to see a breakaway winning tomorrow in Kiev. The profile suits uh, a mass attack, and I mean, as I'm on my own, uh, I'm, I'm going to move straight into the predictions element of this preview. I've just made it 3-3, equalizing with good old Joe with uh, the win of Mark Evanish, meaning that out of the six points we have, Five of them come from Mark Evanish, the other comes from Julien Lafelipe. So, Ducan on Quickstep has niced us during this, uh, this Tour de France. Joe gave me his prediction, uh, only his winner, not the rest of the podium, my apologies on that. But he is backing Omar Freyle to win for tomorrow's stage between Carcassonne and Guillaume de Spaniard, Spanish champion from Astana. And I feel like there's a lot of riders that, that can be able to compete tomorrow. There's one team I want to see do well, and that will be back exchange, as they've lost Simon Yates and Lucas Hamilton. Sadly, I don't think there's anyone in their team that could really challenge. I don't think Esteban Chaes um, really fits this kind of parkour. But I'm going to back, uh, I believe, I'll go with Baron Victorious to win tomorrow through Matej Mohoric, who's going to get a second stage win on this Tour de France. Uh, I think the profile suits him. If he's as strong as he was in the early Tour de France, 
then I believe he's got a lot of chances tomorrow. Um, joining him on the podium will be a Spaniard from Astana. That's going to be Alex Aranburu to take P2. And P3 will be for um, Valentin Maduas. But this, nevertheless, is where I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I do hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, then please do make sure to subscribe to the channel and to leave a like down below if you're listening over on YouTube. If you're listening on your favorite streaming platforms, then do make sure to hit the follow button there as there may be something quite interesting as well coming in the next few days. But I do hope you've enjoyed it. Number 34 for Mark Evanish. Could it be number two for Matthew Moritz tomorrow? We'll see. Have an amazing day, guys.